When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Aliens invaded Earth and killed or kidnapped the dinosaurs. Right, I don't want to hear any more. Clever girl. So I'm hosting today. Uh, what is it? Oh, yeah. Well, how do we start it? <laughs> Hello and welcome to... Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Hello. You're listening to Weird Tales and the Unexplainable. This is Bob Shoy hosting um, this episode. And with me, as always, I've got Beefy. Hey. And Tissy. Hello. Uh, how are you guys feeling? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, so I was waiting. Tiss leaned into the microphone. You so both look like you were going to speak at the same time. Funky fresh. <laughs> no, I was actually waiting for Beef to speak because I had hash brown in my mouth. <laughs> hash brown. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good, thanks. Yeah, I feel nice and rested. This is the end of my second week of Easter holidays, so... I feel the opposite. I feel knackered because it's the end of my first week of training for my new job, so... Oh, sorry but it's, uh, We're recording this on Good Friday, Easter weekend. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Jesus is dead. Yeah. So yeah, e- by this time, Easter Jesus died on Good Friday. Yeah. But he resurrected yeah. on Sunday, right? Yeah, chilled out on Saturday in the afterlife. What about Monday? It, it's not it's not Craig David 7 days chilled out on the Friday. <laughs> Had what a really you, good Friday. What did he do on Monday? Then? I was resurrected on Sunday. <laughs> 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 yeah it's uh oh, that's so dumb it's the same as christmas it's not like jesus died on the 25th of december it just falls in with the yeah celebrations yeah anyway great yeah it is good friday yeah uh, and have you guys had a good friday i have had a good friday yeah we we took we took Joel to uh, the Goat Centre. Oh. He had a banging time. Absolutely yeah. loved it. He, goats um, are amazing. Yeah, he loved it. He loved feeding the goats. So at first he kept looking at him and was going, Daddy, they're licking my hand. I'm like, well, they will because, you, you know. <laughs> but um, I, I got really sad because there was a llama with an ear missing. I said oh, to no. Rachel, I was like, oh, what's happened? Is it had a fight or something? And one of the staff members, she was like, no, it had cancer, so we had to cut its ear oh, off. God, ear cancer. Like, oh, like, my God. Oh. Yeah. So I wish I'd never asked, but it was mm. yeah, it was good fun. Nice. 
That ruined Good Friday for everyone. Well, and then I had a KFC. What about you? I've uh, I haven't done anything really. I've just been. I well, I've been preparing this episode. I had I didn't have time to do it in the week, so I sort of spent a few hours getting this episode ready. So it is going to be like I'm flying by the seat of my pants really on this one. I walked up the river, came back, had dinner, and now we're on. Bang him. Yeah, I didn't do much. Uh, chilled out. Had a nice Friday. The sun nice. was out. It was mm. crazy sunny. It was really hot here, yeah. Went to the park and just laid about in the park. I'm in my shorts. Anyway, do you know? Do you guys know what we're doing today? Uh, no, I'm really excited to know because it sounds like... Yeah, I don't know. It sounds like um, you're a bit... Uh, not nervous, but a bit apprehensive as to how it's going to go down. Yeah, a bit, because it's a bit of a weird one. I, I kind of... Because just for the listeners... Um, on this day that we're recording this, Lorraine Warren died this afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of the Warrens fame. So I kind of wish I was doing my Warrens wrap up. But when I was deciding what to do this morning, I thought, no, I'll do one in between and then I'll do that one next. And then that'll put that to bed. But yeah, so uh, rest in peace, Lorraine Warren. But I'm saving that. that it's not that tonight. Is, um, uh, is the other Warren passed away? Yeah, Ed yeah. died quite a few, quite a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like... um. One of our listeners <laughs> put on um, on our Facebook post. Did you see that? What was it? Do you want to open it? Sorry, that was really terrifying. What was that? What's happened? Um, uh, no, I just heard like talking there. That was horrible. Ooh. Ooh. I was I was hoping it's Siri. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, one of our listeners said something like. Um, do you think Ed will let her get a word in edgeways in heaven? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he said Ed can cut her off in heaven now. Yeah. Yeah, that made yeah. me laugh as well. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, rest in peace. That's yeah. sad. But anyway, it's not it's not Warren's. Today, um, we're going to talk for, you know, the usual length episode, an hour and a bit, about dinosaurs. Oh, wow. Oi, oi. <laughs> That's really cool. Because um, I was just like, I love dinosaurs, always love dinosaurs. Uh, there's some weird stuff about dinosaurs, some weird facts, weird theories, yeah. and uh, weird concepts. So I thought, let's just do, you know, an hour or so of talking about weird dino oh, stuff. Oh, I'm so excited. Wow, do you know what? I never would have thought of this as a subject. For no. Us, it, ever. I, I saw a weird post a little while ago about, like, did aliens kill the dinosaurs? Oh, yeah. And then I was like, huh. And it just made me think about dinosaurs. Because um, it doesn't was take much that on to the, think about dinosaurs. the UFO Facebook group thing? <laughs> it that's... might have been. It might have been. The stuff that comes <laughs> that, up on that. That is utter drivel. When I'm worrying about the content of our episodes, I then look at that and think, no, we're doing okay. Yeah. Every now and then I have to put that on mute for like a week because it just... I, I, I can't look at it anymore. Do you know what I mean? You, know, you can mute it for a certain amount of time. I have to. But yeah, we're talking about dinosaurs tonight. Amazing. This is amazing. I also so, love dinosaurs. Uh, were you guys both like big fans of dinos growing up? Or was it not your thing? Because I was huge into dinosaurs when I was a kid. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, let's be honest. Steven Spielberg caught us at the right time, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, like, we'll mention Jurassic Park. I guess... Yeah, I guess I remember. I remember watching it at the cinema. Uh, so I'd have been about. Well, I was ninety-three, so I think I was six or seven. So it was my first film. I remember going to see it, and I don't think my mum had any idea that it was actually going to be a relatively scary film for a seven-year-old. 
and uh, yeah, but it was it just I don't know. I went home thinking, well, that was a nice idea, but then it was my I didn't realise that dinosaurs were real when I was watching the film. And I was like, what do you mean? Hang on a minute. So they were actual things that lived on this planet. That's crazy. But yeah, so my mum my mum didn't let me see it at the cinema. Yeah, she I said did, it was too think, scary for me. I know. I think, I think. Well, this is where my, I think my mum probably would have. Yeah, I saw it on VHS when it came out. My my grand my grandparents bought it on VHS, and I watched it at their house. But Tis, right. you're a little bit younger than us. Do you remember Jurassic Park coming out? Yeah, I, it's only like a year's um, difference. But I don't think I saw Jurassic Park one at the cinema, but I definitely saw Jurassic Park two. Yeah, I, yeah, I was yeah. well pumped about second Jurassic Park at the cinema Park because one, I watched I the first one on VHS. VHS. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the guy on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> One of us was going to bring that up. It just that was like what stuck in my craw the whole time. <laughs> it was like, what if I went for a shit and a dinosaur ripped the thing off? I'd be so uncomfortable just in the in the elements on the toilet, just before you died as well. It's not the dinosaur, it's being out of the elements when you're on the toilet. It's being uncomfortable before death. Just kill me. Don't put me through an uncomfortable situation first. Yeah. Because then I'm, you know, going out on a low. But I like, I like the way that the, I like the way the dinosaur looks at the guy on the toilet just before he eats him. He sort of makes like a, hmm. Like, <laughs> oh. Sorry just, about this, mate. <laughs> yeah. But it was, uh, yeah, I don't think Lost World wasn't as scary I don't know. No, it was more fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I just loved it. And it's just uh Yeah, I, I definitely remember it yeah, I remember it being pretty scary. Um and then by that time, like Lost World came out, I was I was like, Oh, this is this is good, this is gonna be great. And uh but it was pretty much the first film where it was like the animatronics were pretty incredible. Oh it looks it still looks pretty good now. It, it does still look really good. good now. Yeah. Um it's did, crazy. Do you remember the T V series Dinosaurs? Uh, yeah, that was dreadful. <laughs> Dinosaurs, the one, it was like this a one. sort of sitcom. Army, I'm home! Yeah, I remember this. Oh. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. Do you know what? Uh, that wasn't what I was thinking of. I remember the little baby. <laughs> the little baby. It's um, it's pops. not the mama, yeah. Wanna give daddy a kiss? Not the mama, not the mama, not the mama, not the mama, not the mama. That is starting to bother me. I I do remember that. Um, <laughs> I was I th- was thinking of um, walking with dinosaurs. Oh no, very different tone. <laughs> yeah, completely different. <laughs> But that wasn't great. Land Before Time as well. Yeah, Land Before Time was great. There's loads of dinosaur stuff. What was it about the 90s where everyone was just so excited about dinosaurs? I don't know. So I don't know if kids are still into dinosaurs or if that's boring for them now. But yeah. Joel loves dinosaurs. Oh, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, there's uh, there's uh, something on CBeebies called Andy's Dinosaur Adventures. Mm-hmm. And it's about this guy called Andy, obviously, who works at the Natural History Museum. And every now and then he's got to put a display together. Uh, And his boss, she's like, oh, Andy, if you can just, you know, put that polystyrene horn on that dinosaur. And he goes, yeah, no problem. She leaves the room. He smashes it to shit and goes, oh, what am I going to do? 
obviously what he has to do is jump into the clock and the clock takes him back in time where he gets to meet some dinosaurs. Oh, yeah, that that sounds like something I would have been into as a kid. It's amazing. I I love watching it with Joel because you get, like, some quality action, but then you learn some amazing stuff about dinosaurs as well. I remember a short story um, that I read in school that was about dinosaurs, but it was also about time travel. It was like... You, there was there was a time in the future where you could time travel back to the dinosaur land and explore, like do like a walkabout type thing, but in Dino Land. But you couldn't. You had to follow strict rules. You couldn't change anything. You're not thinking of when Homer goes back to the dinosaur time and kills <laughs> that bug. It, this time I'm not going to touch a thing. Mustn't crush. Mustn't Oh, I wish, I wish I hadn't killed that bitch. It's literally like that, but in a short story <laughs> form, and it was amazing, because he, like, something happened, and then, like, he came back, and the president was, like, different, and then, like, the guy who took him there, like, tried to kill yeah, him. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember that. Yeah, th- it was a good story. It sounds like a Family Guy episode. It was, like, dinosaurs <laughs> as well. Um, what about Land of the Lost? That's got a dinosaur in it as well. Never seen that. Land of the Lost. I don't know. Land Lost. Uh, so we're going to run through a, a few uh, quick snippet dinosaur facts. Some of these you probably already know, so jump in if you do. Um, you probably know dinosaurs died 65 million years ago, which is a long time. Fucking hell. Um, That's fucking ages ago. <laughs> but get this in terms of like the span of the Earth's history. So if you were to compress Earth's history into a single 24-hour day, Right. Dinosaur extinction would take place at 11:41 p.m. So the distance between when the dinosaurs died to now would be the equivalent of the last 19 minutes of a 24-hour day. What? So dinosaurs were around for a lot longer. Well, not only that, just that's the history of the Earth even before the dinosaurs were around. The, that is yeah. the whole of Earth's history. And it's billions of years. Yeah, you think how long ago it is for the dinosaurs? That's like 19 minutes in the span of a 24-hour clock. So Whoa. the Earth is old. And the dinosaurs were around a long time ago. Fuck. Yeah. 65 million years. That's yeah. surprising That's... that there's any bones at all left. Yeah, exactly. Really That's surprising. why it's so hard to get any you know, good dinosaur specimens and stuff, because that's how long ago it is. So um, Surely that's the density of the bone and how big the bones were, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's just what they're packed with, like, you know, how well-preserved they are, depending on where they are, how far down they are, the environment around them, all that sort of thing. Um, so humans and dinosaurs did not coexist, uh, but a surprising amount of people actually think they did. Only 59% of people in the world... Uh, realise that dinosaurs and humans didn't coexist. About 41% of people think they did. <laughs> definitely did not. Definitely really? did not, yeah. No evolved form of humans. Yeah, Rachel and I used to have, we had this conversation many times when we worked with youth in the church. Like, They're like, so how did humans survive that? Like, Well, they didn't. They weren't around. <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah. I guess way before humans. I guess in film and media we do present Homo erectus and dinosaurs in TV shows. Yeah, it's happened lots of times in, in media. But, yeah, uh, and I that, think that's what confuses people. Yeah, that yeah, uh, only if they're watching King Kong. Because when I thought about it logically, I understood, but initially I was like, "Well, what about?" And then you know, where did that come from? That must have come from somewhere. So. 
Yeah, I guess mass media. Well, with film and media, it's just to make something fun to watch, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If you're just watching dinosaurs in their natural habitat, you need to give them... Like, Jurassic Park would be rubbish if it was just dinosaurs. Got to have people to eat off the toilet. This is kind of related, but not. But I found out today, or I heard today, I haven't confirmed it, the octopus have no evolutionary ties to anything else and they're the most advanced uh, being on the earth if you're rating advanced being as uh, it's the most complicated nervous system in nature and I um, believe it because they are like fucking aliens octopuses terrify me yeah I hate octopuses we talked about on the show when I did my weird oceans that was when I was just like I don't like octopuses yeah Um, they're just they're disgusting octopi they creep me out so much it was and it was only when you on the episode as well where that was the first time I learned that squid had beaks and you're like what? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's horrible. Mighty Sarlacc. <laughs> T Rex's tooth, uh, one tooth uh, is about a foot long, gives you a sense of the scale of a T Rex. Uh, Stegosaurus, probably know this fact. Massive, massive dinosaurs, big plates on their back, but their brain the size of about a walnut. Mm. And T Rexes, right? Uh, T Rex. All they all have small brains. I think the one they always use as the example is the Stegosaurus, just because of how, how huge that dinosaur is and how small that brain is. That is the biggest discrepancy, I think, so what in terms would, of size. To what brain. if they got such small brains? Yeah. No idea. That's no bizarre. idea. That's is yeah, that, that is maybe that's really why they strange. all died. But they're not all big. Smallest dinosaur uh, is a dinosaur called Frutadardens hagororum. I might have pronounced that wrong. Uh, but they're about four inches tall. Oh, that's quite cute. Yes. Wow. Huh. Are those the ones that killed the guy in number two? No, that's a Comsognathus. Um, right. Yeah, Comontis. They are small, though. Yeah, they're like they little chickens. Tiny. Yeah. What are the little ones with, like, umbrella necks that eat uh, the shit out of that guy in the car. This is where you're just going to say dinosaurs and I'm going to reel off names. This is We're like going to reference Jurassic out. Park, aren't we? Yeah. What about those <laughs> Velocir things? Clever girl. Clever <laughs> girl. Um, so do you know how dinosaurs mated? Penis in the vagina. That's exactly what Rebecca said when I asked her today. <laughs> is it? Uh... Well, I imagine it is, but physically how they did it, uh, no one knows. Like, scientists still haven't worked out how dinosaurs actually Yeah, because wait a minute. When you think about it, like, a T-Rex would have to have, like, a six-foot-long knob or some crazy long penis just to be able to mate. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they obviously did. I've never thought about it, but I read that today and was like, yeah, how did they? Hang on a minute. So So there is no... That's unknown. No one knows how dinosaurs mated. There's lots of unknown about dinosaurs. Most of the information we have about dinosaurs is speculation or like, you know, putting the facts together and it's in a way of which is probably this sort of thing. Uh, yeah, a lot of it is guesswork. Even the way they looked is a lot of guesswork. Like if you put, I saw, uh, I read a thing today. It was like, I had a picture as well. I haven't actually got it because I didn't know I was going to talk about it. But um, if you took a baboon, for example, and you'd never seen one, you just put off its skeleton and put a representation of what you think a baboon would look like just off its skeleton, it wouldn't look anything like we actually see a baboon looks like. So the no. way that we think dinosaurs look like, it could be wildly different. 
Wow. Because we don't know where like fat yeah, guess... fat is deposited and the way organs sit and things like that. So we're just doing it like the skin is tight to the bone, but it might not be like that at all. That's mad. Yeah, they might have looked way crazier. It's only, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago that someone said, oh yeah, uh, T-Rex probably had feathers. Yeah, uh, Velociraptor definitely had feathers. That's mad. Um, how do they know that? How do they know that they definitely... Um, I, I don't know how. I didn't actually look into that either. I, I, I looked into quite a lot today, but yeah, the, the things we're talking about, the things I didn't. But yeah, I know Velociraptors, they're pretty certain that they had feathers now. Um, because because a lo- I guess they pretty much bird-like, aren't they, in the way they walk? Exactly. And, and a lot of uh, scientists and paleontologists now will say, you know what, birds are technically dinosaurs. Like, they're so similar... Yeah, that they are dy- We are living amongst dinosaurs. It's birds. Have they got tiny brains as well? Like in comparison, like ratio wise. I'm not sure, but I'm just because <laughs> birds are small. I was thinking their brain is small. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's got the human-sized brain in a chicken's head. Because to a to a bird, it would have to be like a pea. To a bird, which would be like a dust. Be like nothing, yeah. It can't be that that smaller ratio. But I love that it's sparking so much uh, debate and discussion already, though, guys. I like that this has captured your imagination. I mean, dinosaurs, man. I was watching... It's really funny you talk about dinosaurs because I was watching a documentary. It was just a YouTube thing. It was only like half an hour long. Oh, it was because we were talking about communication. I was talking about how Mm -hmm. it, it amazes me how Joel picks up on communication so quickly. Um, so I was watching about how dinosaurs communicated. Um, it was really interesting, but like you say, a lot of it was like, of course, this is just suggestion. Yeah. Like, so, but um, yeah, I read about how Veloci- velociraptors communicated and how they were able to actually communicate an awful lot of what they were doing as as a herd or a group. Well, they're, they're they're it's a... heavily speculated that they are like one of the only dinosaurs that did like hunting packs and stuff. Because yeah. that's like kind of the plot pack, of Jurassic yeah. Park 3, isn't it? If you remember Pretty Jurassic much, Park yeah. 3, it's all about the pack mentality of the velociraptors and him trying to communicate with them using that mentality and things. But yeah, yeah. Uh, but Jurassic yeah. Park 3 is all right. It gets a bad rap. It's all right. I actually prefer is Jurassic Park one... 3 to Jurassic Worlds. I don't like the Jurassic World films, really. Nah. So Jurassic, Jurassic Park 3 was... Um... Sam Neill comes back to the island. He's back. Oh, yeah. And it's yeah. the rich couple who have lost their kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I remember it, yeah. Jurassic Park three. Yeah, the little ones. Was it the little ones on the beach or something? The little. Oh, that's a, that's, that's at the beginning that's of two. That's, that's the at the beginning two. of two. The oh. three is like they do the hang gliding tour over the island and it crashes. So then they get, you know, Sam Neill's character to go back to the island with them to help find their son, and he's been living there on his own for for a while. And it's not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad. It's I. I'm yeah, not I didn't. Off, yeah. I didn't really. Three was far. I think it was the cast really. It's because it wasn't great. directed by Spielberg. So after one and two, he didn't return for the third. So it kind of got shat on. But it's not bad. It's not bad. It's not terrible. I mean, I'll take a dinosaur film. I mean, Jurassic World. I think I remember going to see Jurassic World at the cinema. Um, and I went in with really low expectations. I was like, "This is going to be dreadful." Yeah. It came out, and I think because of that, I was like, eh, "See, I okay. went the other way because everyone had said how great it was." I went in with high expectations uh, and came out thinking, "Meh," and like didn't hate Jurassic World, but I just thought it was very average. And then I saw Jurassic World two, and I thought it was awful. Um, yeah, I haven't seen it. 
Is that the one where the volcano starts to... Yeah, that bit was actually good. I actually liked that bit. And to, that is very quickly dealt with, though. That volcano, that's like the first third of the film. And I actually liked the way that mm. was going. And then it's sort of that plot line ends and it's onto something else, which is like wildly uninteresting to me. But um, anyway, we'll talk yeah, about... Um, we're going to talk about extinction theories, how the dinosaurs died. Yeah. Um, so I've taken this list of theories from a website called Dinopedia. Um, I've had such fun looking at those dinosaur websites today but do you guys like Wikipedia the Star Wars exactly yeah do you guys know how the dinosaurs died Ice Age Uh, Big Meteor right two two common theories apart from the fact that I no I mean there's no at no point has anyone explained to me well no one knows exactly it's all speculation the most commonly believed theory is the meteor that uh, Beef mentioned. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is quickly play a two-minute video where they're going to explain, because a lot of people can't get their head around how one meteorite hitting the Earth can kill everything. It doesn't make sense. Um, so the, the arguments that people will make is, you know, how did that kill them all? They're not all underneath where a meteor is going to strike. Why didn't the swimming dinosaurs just swim deep enough for it to not affect them? Why didn't the flying dinosaurs fly? higher up and away from it but it's not the impact alone of the meteorite even though it was 10 kilometers wide um landed in mexico it's the after effects that that would cause so uh this woman's gonna quickly explain to us okay so we're gonna talk about uh the effects of the asteroid and why and how it possibly killed out the dinosaurs yeah perfect A group of scientists is saying that the asteroid impact that killed off the dinosaurs might have changed the world far more than we realized. Some 66 million years ago, a 10-kilometer-wide asteroid hit the Yucatan Peninsula, and the global effects killed more than three-quarters of all species, including dinosaurs and many ocean-dwelling life forms. The immediate aftermath was earthquakes, tsunamis, and volcanic eruptions, as well as vaporized rock launched high above the surface that heated as it fell back to Earth sparking fires, and these fires are what changed the climate and decimated most living things. According to this new model, soot from the global wildfires was heated by the sun and lofted high into the atmosphere. There it created an impenetrable barrier around the globe. Just picture it, the planet is as dark as a moonlit night in the middle of the day, meaning little to no photosynthesis. Any plants not killed by wildfires are dead. Then, the linchpin of the ocean food chain, phytoplankton, is gone. All the species that rely on these for food are dead. The atmospheric soot causes global surface temperatures to drop by as much as 28 degrees Celsius over land and about 11 over the oceans. But the soot in the atmosphere keeps absorbing sunlight, heating the stratosphere, sucking up water vapor, and destroying the ozone. Eventually, the atmosphere is cleared of soot, but only after a year of darkness. And then the environment is decimated. This is not a planet to call home. Amazingly, this model shows it doesn't take a lot of soot for this kind of global devastation to happen. One simulation used just 5 billion tons of soot, about a third of what scientists think was actually produced after the impact. But this simulation isn't exact to how the world was 66 million years ago. Still, it's a sobering thought. While nuclear warfare or a smaller impact wouldn't have the same effects, either would still put enough soot into the atmosphere to cool the surface and heat the upper atmosphere, potentially changing the global climate enough to wipe out multiple species. So there we go, just a short little video that explains a little bit how it's not just a meteor hitting the Earth, it's not just that area around that, it's 
the after effects. So it's the soot that kicks up and the um, earthquakes that it tsunamis. causes, the tsunamis, the volcanic eruptions, and that layer of soot that she talks about, which blocks sunlight, stops photosynthesis, kills the plankton, and the after effects would gradually kill off. You know, they reckon yeah. the impact alone killed off nearly 70% of life. And then you've got yeah. all the after effects. So you can see how an asteroid that big, 10 kilometers wide, hit Mexico and it it would, it could lead to, you know, near like near worldwide extinction. So that's, and she said 10 kilometers wide. Yeah, that that's the diameter of the asteroid that is supposed to hit because the, the, the place where they think it, it hit in Mexico, there's like a crater that matches that size that would that would fit for that theory. So that's because that's six. That's about just over six miles wide. Yeah, yeah. which is insane. So it would yeah. basically be a canyon. Yes, yeah. and you can imagine the the ripple effects and the earthquakes that would rattle out of that alone. Yeah, barring all the after effects. So you can see. And how I was thinking that is really considered like the main theory because it's very plausible. Yeah, but you think about the effects that the. Um, Dust cloud had on uh, was it a few years ago? Oh, in Iceland, from Iceland, when the yeah. Volcano, yeah. Like, let uh, take take planes that, out. That's of the one volcano, exactly. And it's it's not even. Yeah, I I love watching stuff like this. Like, what would happen if this happened? Mm-hmm. And I love watching how that's what she said. You know, it's, it could easily it could happen again. Something like that, or like you know, nuclear warfare could lead to something like that. The amount of soot that could kick up and. You, it's, you wouldn't think of like soot and debris as having that much of an effect, but it really does. So that's the main theory. I'm just going to run through quickly some of the other uh, contended theories. So stop me if any of these tickle your fancy. There's like, uh, after that, there's like nine more, uh, but they're, they're quite short. So number two, I'm going to come back to. This is from that Dinopedia website. Um, so <laughs> yeah, number one. So after the, that main one, so number one on the list, you've got... Uh, Volcanic eruptions in India, they, uh, so it might not have been an asteroid, it might have just been a big load of volcanic eruptions going off uh, in India, which at that time was an island. Um, and then the dust clouds from that. So it's the same, same theory, but not necessarily triggered by the asteroid, just a lot of volcanic eruption activity happening at once. Um, yeah. Some of these I've got sort of the counter-argument to. So the counter-argument to that is there's not necessarily any like concrete proof of the eruptions from India. It's just like a right. speculated theory, but that would work um, as well. But that doesn't necessarily explain how some animals survive extinction and some didn't. So a lot of them, mm. a lot of these theories fall apart because of that. The argument would be, well, why would that cause some animals to die and some not? Because it killed all the dinosaurs, but not necessarily all the mammals, all the plant life. Hmm. So uh, another one is ultraviolet light reaching Earth, uh, irradiating plants and blinding animals. Mm. Wow. So so what was that? Like a solar flare, did you say? Yeah, possibly ultraviolet light. So it could be from like a supernova or something like that. Mm. Uh, But something like that could have caused it. Uh, Climate change. So this is kind of uh, Tiss's Ice Age thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Climate change could have made the atmosphere too hot or too cold, or even been like vast uh, alternations between too hot, too cold, too hot, too cold, and it just, you know, fucked everything up. That plays into the whole asteroid one though, right? Because some people think that the asteroid knocked us into an ice age as well, so it kind of combines like, it. Yeah. A lot of these can combine with the asteroid. It's like this; these could have been effects of the asteroid, or they could have just been their own thing. Yeah, yeah. 
She also said in the video that the asteroid would have caused climate change as well. So, yeah, yeah, it all these things would have happened, but it's like some 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 people theories like maybe there wasn't an asteroid, maybe there was just a period of climate change without the meteorite. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So another one is that uh, basically mammals killed out of the dinosaurs. Mammals ate all the eggs. I don't know how. No, I, that's a bit far fetched for me. Uh, yeah, but yeah. the only ones on this list are ones that have some sort of uh, high high end theories behind them. But yeah, mm. I mean, I, I can see, I can see that. But over no. millions of years, I could see them getting knocked out of the evolutionary race for whatever reason. That anim- other animals became better at surviving, and they died out. It just seems weird. It's like every single dinosaur species, yeah, and not all the mammals. Do you know what well, I mean? maybe then, they, you know, maybe they weren't built. Um, yeah, maybe they weren't built as well as the animals we have now. Interesting. I'm just going to jump ahead to one further down the list because it, it is a similar thing to that. So uh, new species of plants started to evolve and develop, these sort of new blooming style plants, which mammals could digest, but dinosaurs couldn't. Yeah. And if the herbivores mm. can't digest them, then they're dying out. And if there's no herbivores, there's no carnivores. Yeah. So yeah. so that sort of plays into what Tiss was just saying there. Yeah. Evolutionary, yeah. Yeah, just fucking didn't make the cut. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Britain's got talent. We're gonna we're passing the baton on to the next evolutionary chain and we'll die out one day. Yeah, for sure. Um if we can live as long as the dinosaurs, that would be good. That's a nice thought. So uh, uh the next one is virus, disease and sickness. It's pretty vague, but it's just there might have been some worldwide virus. We always have fears about that ourselves. Whenever there's a new thing going on, remember when, uh, the Ebola outbreak and how massive that was. Mm. Um, and they had no scientists or, or, you know, medical staff to try and work against that. So if there was a big worldwide epidemic virus, dinosaur that flu. could have done it. Yeah, exactly. Bird flu. That's, they're all birds, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> chickens look like The original, the original bird flu. Yeah. When you see chickens at a farm, they look like dinosaurs. Yeah, and they're they're a little bit up themselves, I think. Chickens, I'm not, I'm not a massive fan of them. Do you like ducks? <laughs> ducks, I, I, I like, like ducks. Ducks. Yeah. ducks, they're fine. Chickens, I don't like geese. No, geese are dicks. Geese I don't are like swans. Dicks, yeah. Swans scare me. Swans, swans are scary, yeah. but you just like I have a respect for them because like no, you just stick to your own. I'll stick to my own. Just give each other space. But geese are pricks. Geese pick on the ducks, and you're like, no, there's no need for it. Just leave it out. I saw a swan chasing some ducklings today, and I didn't like it. <laughs> leave it out. <laughs> uh, so the next one, which actually reminded me of being a child, uh, acid rain. Do you remember everyone going nuts about acid rain when you were a kid? Yeah. Where did that, yes. where did that go? I just remember at playground, everyone being like, acid rain or stuff. Acid rain. It was like yeah. a real fear. I swear it was like an episode of Blue Peter and then the next day everyone's like, oh, we're going to die of fashion rain. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, that, that's the theory. The thing is, this theory doesn't hold up at all to me. So it says here, acid rain could have destroyed plants, injured animals and damaged all the surroundings. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. The counter argument, only pollution can cause acid rain. <laughs> yeah, and what, what was there to pollute the earth? So, Dinosaur farts. Though they do, I I did actually look into that a little bit. The amount of methane that, like, a large, uh, huge mm. dinosaur, something like a, a Brachiosaurus or a Diplodocus, them sort of ones, Brontosaurus. Yeah, they fought it all out. 
Yeah, the methane. All on plant-based diets. The methane that they produced would have been astronomical and would have actually affected uh, the ozone. That's crazy, really. Would dinosaur farts have made it into petrol? Possibly. (laughs) Dinosaur bowel movements. That's mad, isn't it? We're driving our cars on uh, fossilised dinosaur shit. What was I just... I was just thinking something was actually dinosaur-related. Oh, hopefully it comes back to me. Yeah, it was... um... Is it, is this true? I'm pretty sure I heard this or I read this or something that um, like every time you drink a glass of water, it's got some sort of like dinosaur poo or something in it. Oh, possibly. They say that every glass of water you have has like the shit and piss of everyone that ever lived in it because it's we filter our water again and again, don't we? Yeah. So everyone that ever lived, Napoleon's piss is in my. Yeah, that's what they say. You know, (laughs) Napoleon's piss. Napoleon. (laughs) That's what I'm going to start calling water now. France, it's going to get a pint of Napoleon's piss. It's Napoleon's piss, isn't it? So the next... Uh, <laughs> I've got so much to go through. Yes. The next, uh, the next uh, theory is... This is really similar going back to, again, um, the beginning one, but tsunamis and tidal waves could have been caused by the asteroid, could have just been an effect of the Earth's changing and things like that. Um, a few like little miscellaneous ones that don't have much more information. They're just little sentences. Um Possibly they didn't die out and evolved into birds. Kind Mm. of crazy. Uh, One really uh, considered theory is cataract blindness. Right. In every species of dinosaur. Mm -hmm. Uh, Caterpillars at all the plants. A genuine theory. (laughs) Um, That sounds like an episode of Peter Rabbit. (laughs) (laughs) Ice clouds caused uh, by supernova explosions. So supernova explosions cause ice clouds, change the climate, blah, blah, blah. That also gives uh, the similar theory to what's this about an ice age uh, coming, freezing away. That's uh, in this miscellaneous section. Uh, the new type of parasites killed them out. Um, they, uh, there was a rapid evolution of fungi, which they might not have ag- agreed with them. Oh, Right. Uh, there possibly was a magnetic field reversal that had some sort of effect on them. Um, their eggshells became more and more thin as they evolved as well. And um, some scientists found extremely thin dinosaur eggshells. Mm. So one theory is that they actually their eggs sort of turned against them. They became so thin that they couldn't even support the embryos in the end. That's uh, mad. That's, oh, okay. that's another theory that was... That's uh, weird how the... Uh, evolution should have bred that out of them, but it kept. Yeah, bred, yeah, it's bred like it uh, there was them. a flaw, a flaw in the evolution. Yeah, well, it, it's like the ones with the thinner eggs must have been better at succeeding in life had they made it into life, mm. because they would have bred more, right? They would have been the dominant male. I guess so. Well, we don't know how they bred. We don't know how they made it. <laughs> That's true. That is mental, isn't it? When you think about it, that how do chickens fuck? Um, just they just jump on each other, don't they? Do they? Yeah, I'd imagine it's the same as dinosaurs, right? Um, I want to Google it, but I so... I don't want to know the result. To be honest, I don't. Wanna... Yeah, Wait don't, a Google that. don't Google Can it. Can I just ask a question? Yeah. Um, every was every species of dinosaur. Um, egg. It was an egg. Dinosaurs are eggs. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's yeah. So that's why they're reptiles then. Yeah. I hadn't thought but about that. Some people think they may have been warm blooded, though, which is weird. What does warm blooded mean? Are we wa- we're warm blooded, right? Yeah, yeah. Reptiles <laughs> yeah. are cold blooded. That was cold blooded. I'm hot blooded. 
<laughs> no, they were cold blood. Yeah, cold blooded. Yeah. So they're the main theories, anyway, that we've gone through. Um, and then the other category is, um, which I thought you guys might get a kick out of, is there's category number two, which I skipped over earlier. Of the theories is just nonsense theories, right? Um, which have enough people believing in them that they're listed, but most scientists would be like, "This is nonsense." Because just before you hop on that, that makes me think. Well, the the asteroid one is is absolutely the most plausible because it covers everything. Yeah, you know, yeah. the soot the soot would then explain for all the flying dinosaurs. Uh, and then if you take the sea, if, the if plankton, you take it goes the, out the plankton, yeah, exactly. If you take out the lowest form of food chain, then it just, that would just go up and up and up. And then the same with all the herbivores. So it, that no covers plant life, no photosynthesis. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that's, that, that's, I hadn't even thought about all that before, but yeah, it seems the most plausible to me. Isn't it scary that that could happen to us? I guess the only thing that doesn't make it scary though, is that. We wouldn't know. Well, I was going to say that our science is so advanced now that we oh, were able to tell that kind of stuff. Well, except for the fact they'd be like, yeah, it's going to be an asteroid in about six days. So I think it's only a matter of whether it happens in our lifetime. It's definitely going to happen at some point. Well, I don't think it'll be in our lifetime. No. we ha- In the grand scheme of things, humans haven't been around all that long. No. no. So I actually, we're just as likely to destroy ourselves. Like she said, uh, you know, it is possible for that enough soot to do the cause the same thing to kick up from like an atomic blast or something. So, so do you want some of these nonsense theories? Please do. Uh, aliens invaded Earth and killed or kidnapped the dinosaurs. Right. I don't want to hear any more. <laughs> <laughs> killed or, I love the or. Well, they cover it all bases there. <laughs> kidnapped <laughs> chucked him in the back of a van <laughs> every dinosaur <laughs> room for one okay. more yep <laughs> um, one killed by their own feces we sort of touched on that before oh okay their own feces feces yeah. I, I will admit I didn't look much into these because they were absolute boulder dash yeah i mean we sort of joked about it but it's yeah yeah a genuine belief by some that they died of boredom because they're around so long oh my days oh no um and this this last one's good um they gained intelligence and polluted the world Mm. (sighs) that is just shocking that's unbelievable that is absolute (laughs) drivel Right. I mean, that's that's worse than the boredom. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 So that's 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 the extinction theories done. We're going to move on from that. There was a lot of extinction theories because we don't know. But I, I didn't realize there were that many. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there's more than that. That's just like the prominent ones that I've put forward. But yeah. So that that's your main theories. Um, well, extinction theories. Killed or kidnapped. So what I'm going to move on to now is um, not extinction theories, but just other theories about dinosaurs, like strange dinosaur theories. For example, beef, I'm sure you've come across this um, as a man of faith. Yeah. But there are uh, many in the world who believe that Satan planted fossils to test the faith the faith of Christians. 
Uh, I know I've never heard that before. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh... I love like Satan going around the earth, like with like Easter eggs, just planting <laughs> them for people to find. Yeah, so dinosaurs <laughs> weren't real. They're all put there by Satan to test the Christians' faith. No, no, that's rubbish. That's only if you look at the Bible as like a science book. Yes, which we've um, covered if, on the show. Which we should done not before. do. No, because it's not it's not a science book. Uh, so I thought you'd like that one, Beef. And uh, this one I thought Tiss would like. Um, the, din- the dinosaurs were possibly invented by the Masons <laughs> to to make money. Make money, money from um, how? Ma- uh, dinosaurs are profitable in terms of cool designs. Children buy dinosaur toys. Dinosaur films oh, yeah. are popular. Dinosaur documentaries on like National Geographic. Dinosaurs will always be popular. Yeah, but unless they're the ones funding it and making the money off it. So that means that if you could tie the Freemasons to every dinosaur activity ever made, including museums, then definitely. It puts money into the economy. I doubt that you could. But what? So they constructed real bone? No. To... Well, I don't know. If that's the, that's what, to me, it falls apart. The fossil thing falls makes it fall apart. Unless people believe that all the fossils are fake. Yeah, I mean, you could blame Masons for a lot of stuff. But... I do, I have read reports of people, also, I actually watched a video today as well, of people who think that fossils that you see in museums are fake. They're all fake. They're like plaster cast or whatever. No. No, Andy goes back in time in his clock and gets the real the real ones. <laughs> um, this one's brilliant. Dinosaurs uh, did not die out. They saw the asteroid coming, the meteorite coming. And they all fled underground. They're still living underground. Mm. Uh, they evolved into reptilian humanoids and <laughs> live in vast underground cities. Oh, man, alive in the hollow earth. Seems legit. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a picture here of what the possible um, humanoids look like. They have a name for them. Uh, I'm trying to... Di- well, dinosauroids is what they are considered to be i'm just going to hold this picture up it's this is also mm. a sort of image of what people think some people believe that dinosaurs may have evolved into humans right okay um so this is either they evolved into us or they evolved into their own uh dinosauroid humanoid ish form uh to look like that can you see that yeah okay so kind of like a gray yeah exactly yeah there are parallels drawn to that possibly um Grey aliens that we've seen could have been these di- dinosauroids. <laughs> That's just insane. Right. It sounds like the tablet you're going to take for hemorrhoids. <laughs> uh, I've got another, I've got one more uh, crazy theory here. Okay. So this was actually put forward by um, a professor, hmm. Dr. Ronald Breslow, and it suggests that dinosaurs did die out on our planet but they could have existed on other planets also that didn't have a catastrophic event mm. so that the intelligent beings in the universe that we think of as aliens are actually evolved dinosaurs from other planets right okay um his quote so he published a paper about this a few years ago uh, about the possibility of super intelligent dinosaur aliens which <laughs> i, I want to watch that film Give me Jurassic Universe. That's crazy. Um, So the quote I've got from him here. 
Such life forms could well be advanced versions of dinosaurs. If mammals did not have the good fortune to have the dinosaurs wiped out by an asteroidal collision on Earth, as we did, uh, we would be better off not meeting them, though. Well, well I would agree with that. <laughs> I agree with the last bit. Yeah. If, if that that's was a, true. That's a college professor's written that. Yeah, that's a Dr. Ronald Breslow. He's a professor that wrote that. So, uh, yeah, there's some uh, wild theories for you. That's crazy. I can't believe how many there are. Oh yeah, there are more than that. I was just like, <laughs> yeah, there's so, so many. I wanted, I wanted to top it. I'm not going to revisit dinosaurs, so I just wanted to make sure we got a bit of everything on this episode. Your, your facts, your theories, your extinctions, and a few other bits I've got coming up. Uh, just the two, like the two, the the one about dinosaurs seeing the asteroid coming. Hiding in the Hollow Earth is crazy. I loved it because it tied into the Hollow Earth episode. It's so good, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, that, oh my life, just the one. I just got this picture of Satan going around the planet now, just putting for. Just how insecure do you have to be as as a Christian to that you've got to feel like you've got to come up with that as an. I mean, uh, you know, if that's what you believe, then. You know, fair enough. Okay, genuinely um, now though, I, if we have any listeners that genuinely believe that dinosaurs are fictitious, I would be interested in an email from you and 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 an answer as to why you think they're fictitious. No, no judgment. I'm just curious as to how many people do actually think that. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah. I, apologies. I'm being too quick because I know so. we have uh, uh, listeners of faiths all over the world. We talked about Mormonism the other week. And do we have any yeah. Mormon listeners? And then we, we got an email from someone a few days later. We talked about them on the last episode. She said, I used to be a Mormon. And since then, this week, we've had another two emails from current Mormons oh. um, who listen. So, yeah, I said I'd say hi to Natalie, uh, current, and Matt, who said they actually prefer to be called uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yeah. So, yeah, hi to hi to Mormon listeners. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, I do apologise if if that's what if if you're listening and you're a Christian and you know you like this idea of of Satan going around planting fossils, then you know I I'm, I apologise if that's offensive. Uh, my reaction to that. I mean, I would genuinely be surprised if someone believed that and was a fan of our show because I yeah, feel like we've might, said things be. before that would have put them off anyway. Yeah, well, I guess mm. well, yeah. But all welcome, so. all welcome. <laughs> yeah, I just, Definitely. I, I just, I'd hate. Wouldn't you hate the idea that there was someone listening and that was, you know, they're like, well, I'm not going to listen to this anymore because... Felt excluded. Yeah, like, we all believe different things and that's, you know... But I love that. That's great. Um, So I've got uh, another topic I'm going to hit now. We talked earlier about Jurassic Park. Yeah. So I thought I'd look into how possible Jurassic Park is. <laughs> the uh, The... Cloning dinosaurs. Don't do it, Bobby. <laughs> so I've got an experiment if we just move over to this side of the room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got these eggs that are hatching any day now. So what I've got is um, I've got a video clip of our good friend Michio Kaku, who we've oh, had on yes. the show before. A really, really interesting guy. And he's yeah. going to talk about the possibility of cloning dinosaurs in a short, short video. I will say, though, I did look into the possibility of cloning dinosaurs in the same way that they did in Jurassic Park, as in uh, mosquito in amber drawing the blood out. And that pretty much is not possible. Because am I right in thinking that they draw the blood out of mosquitoes from the time 
and apply it to frog DNA. In in Park. in Jurassic Park, yeah, they splice it. I th- it might be frog. It is, yeah. It's definitely some sort of they do splice it. In my think it might be frog. Yeah, they splice it with another DNA. But yeah, that wouldn't be possible anyway because um, even though they did recently find a mosquito a few years ago, they found a mosquito encased with blood in it. Um, the half life of DNA. Mm. Um, is 521 years. So basically that means that every 521 years, um, the DNA left is half the amount as it was. Yeah. So if you bring that up to 65 million years ago, by now the percentage of DNA left in that blood is 0.001%. Yeah, it's not enough then. So you're not going to be able to do it in the same way that they did in Jurassic Park. No. Hopefully I'm getting all these facts right because I know we do have some scientific listeners. I know there's some like heady theories and numbers I'm throwing around in this episode. I'm trying to make sure I get them all right. But, you know, <laughs> apologies. I've, I won't have got them all right, as you know. We are talking about dinosaurs for crying out loud. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to play this Michio Kaku uh, video, which is really interesting. Um, it's about four minutes long. He talks about the possibilities of cloning dinosaurs. We have taken uh, cells from the carcass of an animal that died decades ago and brought them back to life. And so it is possible using today's technology to take uh, bodies, carcasses of animals that died decades ago and resurrect them in the form of clones. Now, we have also sequenced the genes of the Neanderthal man, meaning that at some point in the future, it may be possible to bring back the Neanderthal man. In fact, at Harvard University, uh, one professor even made a proposal as to how much it would cost to reassemble the genome of the Neanderthal man. And then, of course, if a young Neanderthal boy is born, then the question is, where do you put the boy? In a zoo or at Harvard? This is a question that we're going to be facing in the coming decades because it is possible that we might be able to bring back the mammoths. We're talking about creatures that walked the surface of the earth tens of thousands of years ago, and we have their genome. And it's a serious proposal now, now that we're closing in on sequencing all the genes of a mammoth, to bring the mammoth by inserting a fertilized egg inside the womb of an elephant and having an elephant give birth to a, uh, to a mammoth. Now, dinosaurs are much more difficult. They perished 65 million years ago, not tens of thousands of years ago. However, something has happened that I thought would not happen in my lifetime. And that is, we have soft tissue from the dinosaurs. I never thought it would be possible in my lifetime. If you take a hadrosaur and crack open the thigh bones, bingo, you find soft tissue right there in the bone marrow. Who would have thought? T-Rexes too. And scientists have analyzed not the DNA, but the proteins inside the soft tissue. Not surprisingly, we find the proteins of chickens and also frogs and reptiles, which means, of course, that dinosaurs we can now show biochemically are very closely related to birds. In fact, we think birds are dinosaurs that survive uh, the cataclysm of 65 million years ago. Now, there is another proposal. to to use what is called epigenetics. Nature does not simply throw away good genes. Nature simply turns them off. For example, we have the genes in our own body that would put hair all over our body. And you can actually turn that gene on and create, quote, unquote, a werewolf. 
In fact, in Mexico City, there are two young boys with hair all over their bodies that are acrobats in, in a circus. And uh, scientists have sequenced the genes, and yes, it is a very ancient gene that they have. With chickens, we can actually see the genes for chickens that were turned off because of epigenetics, genes that give webbing between the toes of a chicken. Because long time ago, chickens had webbed feet and also teeth. You can actually bring back teeth inside chickens. So then the question is, is it possible to make the next big leap to use epigenetics, to use gene therapy, to use all the different kinds of therapies we have, mix all these things up in the memory of a computer, okay, and have the computer give the best fit for a reptile that is like a dinosaur, insert that perhaps into the womb of maybe an alligator or whatever, and perhaps give birth to an egg which will hatch something resembling a dinosaur. Well, that's not possible today, but it's not out of the question. It's not out of the question that at some point in the future we'll use a computer to take all these bits of DNA from living lizards, uh, from the uh, extracting information from the proteins of soft tissue, from hadrosaurs, and assemble the best mathematical approximation to a dinosaur and have it give birth to an egg. Wow. Some interesting stuff there, right? That's amazing. So hang on. So sorry, I feel like so there's so, so much understand. interesting content in four yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I didn't realize. So if you crack open the thigh bone of a T-Rex or something. Yeah, it's a hadrosaur thigh bone. Yeah, and a, and a part of a T-Rex, yeah. They were to, able to take soft tissue from it. Yeah. In which they could use to then create a dinosaur. Yeah, and he's saying not from the DNA for the reasons I said before, because the, the yeah. half-life of a DNA is, is, is too short, but you could take the protein strings and then recreate it and then splice it or, or impregnate even a, a modern animal that would then birth it or lay the egg. Or Yeah, that's pretty crazy. This stuff blows my mind. Yeah. That's insane. So How mad. do you boys feel about... Because the mammoth thing is really recent, and that's something... They were talking about this when I, I remember this being talked about when I was a kid, but now, now I'm much older. It's actually genuine. Like he was saying, it's genuinely possible. Yeah, this is fairly recent. This this, do that. this interview. Um, how does that make you guys feel? Because I, 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 I often think like, I, and again, putting my faith perspective on the whole thing. One of the phrases that gets spun around quite a lot is, "Well, you shouldn't." You shouldn't play God yes, and, and you know, exactly. you just leave it. Now, I understand what they're saying, but from a faith point of view, I'm, I don't see how God would, would cause for the extinction of a species. I, I think actually if you look in Genesis, humans are commanded to cultivate the earth and to look after it. Okay, so, interesting. So if, you're, if, we're, if we're causing the extinction, if animal, I, I, the way I see it, if... if if evolution or if natural selection means that that species die or the food chain evolves so which so that there's no room for a, t a particular species anymore then it's not as if we can be held responsible for that but if we're killing if if us being on the planet means that that's happening that's not i don't see that that's playing god extinction isn't so I don't know, but it, it, it makes... so you're saying it's a case by case. Like if if humans are the cause of the extinction of, of a species, and we have the technology to bring it back, it's sort of our duty to reverse what we did. 
But if they die, if they ex- went extinct through, you know, natural selection and, you know, biological reasons, then there's a reason that species is no more. Yeah, I, I'm, a fir- I'm a firm, I'm, as you boys know, I'm, I'm not either faith or science. I'm, I'm both and. I, mm-hmm. I think you can. So I, I don't think, I don't, I think even if you believe in evolution, that doesn't mean you can't also believe in a creator because evolution doesn't explain everything, um, which we've talked about it, before. It's extremely controversial, the whole, the, the, the mammoth stuff and, and the, you know, it's yeah, like yeah. impregnating a, a crocodile and having it learn. It could really mess with nature yeah. if they try and reintroduce it into nature. Exactly. Where are the boundaries? The whole balance will be put out. Uh, and if they don't introduce it to nature, then what's the point in making it just for like servitude, for like some sort of amusement? Exactly. Yeah. Like you said, do you put the ne- Neanderthal boy in a zoo? Yeah. You brought back yeah. a Neanderthal, which obviously isn't cut out for living in in the world now. We've brought it back yeah. for what? To put it in a zoo. Yeah. It's yeah, pretty, pretty weird. And this is like a proper ethical reason. There's no fucking... Why waste our energy on this? There was one. There was one article I read. I was like, no, that's, that makes me very uncomfortable with, with the whole mammoth thing. Is someone was like, oh, imagine, imagine the meat and the milk you could feed the hungry. Like, mm, yeah, that doesn't make me doesn't sit comfortably. Well, they talk about now um, the future of of you know surviving survival of humans. Like, we might not have, be able to produce enough protein in through animals. Uh, for people who eat meat, so then people might have to resort to eating insects or or however much, or they they're looking now at cloning meat, basically you know scientifically produced yeah. meat like protein. Mm. So it, it's a similar thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But the mammoth thing, yeah, just make all that you just think mm, doesn't sound good. Yeah, yeah, it is a little bit iffy, isn't it? Uh, some people are going to take great offense to that, and there was a lot of controversy about cloning. Uh, back in the nineties, uh, uh, Bill Clinton was very against cloning. He he made a he he didn't he make a, I don't know if you guys know this. He I'm trying to remember what he did. He he made a, a law or something that it, you can't clone. Basically, really, really, yeah. Uh, he was very against cloning and you know playing God, like you said, and he he really put a, a dampener on on cloning technology. Uh, or did he? You, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Mm. Uh, they did clone. Obviously, Dolly the sheep was like the really famous one. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, they did clone that sheep. So, but like, like you say, Tis, like, where does it stop? You know, would you then apply that to a saber-toothed tiger or the dodo? Um, where does it stop? And then it's and then it's not natural anymore. And then it's just like for what reason? If it's not a good reason, then why risk everything we have just to bring back something for no reason? If it's if it's just so that scientists in a lab can sit there and go, oh, wouldn't it be cool if you could do that? Then it's not it's not worth it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But really interesting stuff. And the other thing he said about being able to get into um, the whatever it was, be able to switch on different traits that te- that nature has turned off or on. Yeah, that's to meddle, amazing. That's meddling. Like you said, you could you could make chicken have teeth. Like there's there's you know yeah. DNA and that the chicken can have teeth or that humans can have hair all over their body. It it does make you realise how complex DNA is. It's insane. Yeah, it's incredible. It's crazy. Uh, like the werewolf boys from Mexico. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it just makes you think, wow, so what else is possible? And is that why you get people um, 
you get certain people that can't feel pain and stuff. Is that a genetic thing or is it a, I don't know. I can't feel pain. But yeah, yeah, there's, um, this is another documentary I was watching. Yeah, there's this woman who, um, and they're still, they're still trying to figure out why it is, if it's just like a, a rare condition that she's got or if it's a genetic thing that, that she, she can't feel pain. Um, and it's not just specific to one type of pain. It is all pain. That's right. Um, that is really insane. Because you do, obviously people who do have different pain thresholds, that is a thing. Yeah. Uh, some people are more susceptible to it than others, but to have, to not have pain at all is, is, is crazy. Yeah. But can she feel anything? I mean, obviously some of it is speculative because they said, well, we could chop a limb off. Um but we're not obviously you can't test that without actually doing it. Um, yeah. But they did they did like little things like but because they were looking at um, uh, so they took a couple of classic things like um, stepping on a plug, mm-hmm. um, which does it's the one thing which triggers that response in anyone, um, and it's the and it's and most of it is psychological, which is why they did it. Most of treading on a plug is psychological because it's it's more your brain telling you what that could be. Right, yeah, yeah. So your brain knows it's not actually that painful, but it does know that there's a possibility that you could stand on something really sharp and impale your foot. So it gives you that response and triggers. So it's looking at, is it yeah. actual pain or is it your brain's like natural defense? It's really Well, we've had that defense for a very long time because we've been walking on the ground, I guess, and stepping on shit for so long. That, that response has <laughs> yeah. evolved to the point where it's like, fuck, it could be anything. Yeah, yeah. It's ingrained in us, yeah. Yeah. Hurts to stub your toe, though, doesn't it? Fucking kill. Yeah, or treading on Lego. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Classic. Have you, ever, have you ever done your farm with a hammer? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not badly, but yeah, like bruise a nail a little bit. Hurts for so long after, like it vibrates with pain. Like, well, I've, I've shut it similar. I've shut my finger in a hinge you know shut my Ooh. thumb in a hinge of a door and that made my nail go black and yeah i still remember that and that was i was probably about 13 when i did that and i still remember it so it must have been pretty painful <laughs> yeah oh man making everyone cringe who's listening now i put in some sound effects of people like <laughs> shutting their fingers in doors and things <laughs> crunch <laughs> So yeah, I thought that'd get your brain ticking a little bit, the possibility of cloning and the real-life science behind possibilities of Jurassic Park stuff. Mm. But we've learned from Jurassic Park it's not a good idea. No. That is curiosity, isn't it? Curiosity killed the cat. You want to see how cool a dinosaur is. Is it worth dying for? No. Is it worth meddling, meddling with nature for? Human curiosity leads to ridiculous consequences. Yeah, exactly. Just because something might look cool, I don't think it's worth meddling with nature. No. That is interesting, though, to think about the Neand... Uh, I can't even say it. The Neand... Oh, my days. You can do it. Neanderthal. The, the and, <laughs> Neanderthal boy. Yeah. Um, yeah, the ethics behind that. I hadn't even thought about that. No, me but, neither. It's like, if we did it, then then what? But you can see it happening. You can see them doing it and then be like, wow, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Whose responsibility is he? Yeah. And And actually... Would that be ethically wrong? Because also there would be no way that he would understand you. Yeah. So, and yeah, that's crazy. That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, um, doing all right for time. 
running about spot on for what I've got like two more little things to go through. Cool. Lot, I like this had a lot of discussion. Um, I purposely didn't include too many clips or anything because I knew we'd get talking a lot. Uh, yeah. So I'm really glad that that has actually happened. Um, so I actually talked about my next point already a little bit. I was going to bring this up later, but we've kind of already covered it. Um, you know, what if dinosaurs never went extinct? Um, some believe that they evolved into human-like creatures or dinosauroids. Um, they would have, that's speculative. If they hadn't died, would they have evolved into hum- more human-like figures? Um, and a lot of people do believe that. And and the question is, why? why? Why would they evolve to look like humans? It's just... Basically, it comes down to arrogance of humans. Oh, yeah, they'd evolve to look like us because we're better. There's yeah. no reason they would evolve to look like us in the slightest, like that picture I showed you earlier. Um, mm. If they did look anything like us, it would just be a huge uh, evolutionary coincidence. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be any any particular reason why that would be beneficial. So, I don't know. No. And like I said, there are some even crazier crackpots who do believe that dinosaurs actually did evolve into us. Um, that's beyond ridiculous. Um, so, but yeah, we did kind of already already cover that, and I haven't really got much to say about it. We sort of did our discussion about that before. So I'll move on. I'm just quickly now going to talk about sightings, uh, modern day sightings of dinosaurs. <laughs> modern day uh, sightings. So I, I'm already gauging what you think about <laughs> that. <laughs> Modern uh, day. Depends if it's Universal Studios or not. The thing is that you do get these reports of people like, it's it's cryptid stuff again, isn't it? Because Loch Ness Monster, one of the arguments to that is like, it's a dinosaur that never died. And my argument yeah. to that is like, so what, it's 65 million years old? Or what? Who, who did it mate with? Who's its ancestor like? Yeah. I don't understand how there's only one. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't make sense. It makes sense if you're a kid. Yeah, exactly. But the people who hold on to that belief, I find kind of strange. Um, mm. But the, the most famous one, there are loads of hoaxes as well, obviously. Um, there was a famous one a couple of years ago um, of this picture that appeared online. It was looked like a velociraptor tied up that was taken somewhere in the Congo. And um, it said like they caught it and whatever. But it had just been photoshopped. It was originally a picture of a leopard. Right. But the oh. the doctored picture of the Velociraptor went all around the internet, and it's just who's believing that? I um, didn't see this, but but there's um, a huge area of the Congo, uh, which is swampland and is pretty much largely unexplored, and that's where you get a lot of these sightings. Um, so they, there's a lot of people who believe that maybe there are dinosaurs still alive, uh, a species of them that has survived and are living in this area of the Congo. Perhaps. Um, Many sightings reported um, of a dinosaur, possibly a brontosaurus or similar, uh, which is known locally as uh, Mokele Mbembe. Uh, but I, I think it's maybe just a big crocodile, to be honest. <laughs> a big crocodile, shit. Big crocodile. I've got a picture here of uh, Mokele Mbembe. Okay. What's this? Sorry. So this is where in, this was in Congo, was it? This is in the Congo, yeah. And because it's largely unexplored, this swampland. They think there is this possibly a species or of Brontosaurus or something that's living there. But this is a picture of um of uh, and Bembe, the one that's been spotted a few times. And there's a few pictures out there. They all look really similar. It's not a lot to go on. I'll let you guys sort of describe it and see what you think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like Nessie, isn't it? 
Yeah. Exactly. It looks just like Nessie. Yeah. A blob yeah. In, in a bit of water. That isn't... No. You can even see... I mean, I would say that's maybe an anaconda, even. Oh, yeah. Good shout. I I, I mean... Because you can tell that the, the body's just below the surface of the water, which it's not it's not brontosaurus shaped, is it? No, I, I I'm not buying it at all. Any of these sightings, I thought I'd chuck it in because there are they are a thing that does happen, you know, dinosaur sightings. But I'm just like it's so nonsense to me. Yeah, um, I've got another one here. This is from a video that's online that went around of someone filmed a pterodactyl flying around. I'll put a link to the actual video on the blog, but here's a still from it. I've just seen that. <laughs> and it's obviously either a remote controlled thing or just a, you know, manipulated thing, you know, yeah. um, Photoshop thing. But Just a toy. Living Velociraptor dinosaur caught in Africa. Yeah. Is this a real pterodactyl? Oh, you've no, seen the not. Velociraptor one, yeah. Yeah, that's rubbish. Um, and this last one... I've got one more picture. I'm only showing you a few of these signs. This is the one that made me laugh because I'm just like, are people actually believe in this? This is a picture of a dinosaur running across the road. Oh, no. <laughs> Great. That's a cat or a monkey. That's, yeah. I mean, I don't know what it is. You know, you can catch things at weird angles and they look can look like whatever you want them to. Oh, for goodness that sake. That in a dinosaur. I'll put them ridiculous pictures on the blog. That looked like a baby Brachiosaurus running across the road. Yeah. About the size of a tricycle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just look like a monkey or something. I don't know. Yeah. So uh, I'm not in for the dinosaur sightings. I don't know what it would take for me to believe a dinosaur sighting photo. It's just there's no way. But it's like you say, why just one? Yeah, it's just so long ago. 65 million years is so long. Mm. And throughout the whole of human existence, we've seen like one dinosaur. No, 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 no. And they're so different. It's not even like Yeti or Bigfoot where it, they're kind of like something else. Dinosaurs are so, so vastly different to anything else that's ever existed. What do dolphins think... come from? Dolphins? dolphins? Yeah. I don't know. Because they're like crazy smart, right? They've got huge brains. Yeah, they're not... Um, uh, Rachel was talking about this the other day. Isn't this... I'm pretty sure they're not... Nocturnal. No, no, no they're, they're not... <laughs> <laughs> it's not they're not related to other sea mammals it's like oh really it's, it's like a whale is like is basically a, a sea cow mm-hmm. um i don't know oh what was it i can't remember yeah i don't know i'm not, I'm not sure um uh, here's an interesting fact i read earlier actually bringing up whales we talk about how big dinosaurs are but do you know the blue whale is actually bigger than any dinosaur that ever existed Oh, is it really? Yeah, it's the biggest thing that's ever existed. I, I mean, thinking too much about whales freaks me out. Hmm. Yeah. Whales are absolutely blue whales. I are... mean, we we did talk about it on both of our ocean episodes, especially the creatures of the deep one. But yeah, whales, it just blows my mind. Yeah. I can't think about it too much. I didn't realize they weren't, that they were bigger than any living dinosaur though. I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah. Because I suppose T-Rex, again, when I was a kid, T-Rexes were like 300 foot high. and Yeah, T-Rexes are massive. like nowhere near any of the biggest dinosaurs. They weren't that big compared to a lot of the other ones. They're not but, like in the top 10% of size of dinosaurs. I mean, they're smaller than 
they're like still pretty big. Than like your house, for example, um, probably peer in your top window. Yeah. I mean, they're but, still pretty um, big, but they're not like the biggest creature of the dinosaurs. Um, yeah. That actually moves us on to our next little thing. This is my last thing I'm going to talk about, really. Um, and it's, it's kind of a short one, but uh, it was an interesting video uh, I found right at the end. And it's basically about what T-Rex sounded like. Okay. okay. So we know the famous T-Rex roar from Jurassic Park. Yeah. I'll put it in the episode now. That one. Um, it's super like that roaring sound is so like iconic. Uh, it's one of like mm. the great cinematic sound effects. Um, but it, it, it's doubtful that T-Rex actually sounded anything like that. Um, but there's this uh, a clip from a documentary. I think it was only from last year. It's, it's quite recent. And they sort of did a bit of research into you know, what, what did T-Rex actually sound like. Right, and uh, through using some computer programs and and looking at the skull and things like that, um, they made um, sort of uh, accurate-ish representation of what they think it might have actually sounded like. And I've got the audio from that, and this is the last little bit of video I've got. So this video will actually sound way better to our listeners than it will to us now because um, it, it sounds way better with headphones on. I mean, I know we have got headphones on, but I'll have the source audio. Yeah, yeah, um, right. But uh, I'll just play it. It's a very, very interesting uh, bit of video here. Using audio editing software, I've replicated what the T-Rex would have sounded like. And for the first time in 66 million years, you're about to hear the distinct sound of a Tyrannosaurus Rex. And it would have sounded something like this. the T-Rex wouldn't have the need to open its mouth thanks to closed mouth vocalization. This is common amongst birds and reptiles and the noise would have traveled through vibrations. This sound would not only be the most terrifying noise you would have heard, but also felt as it vibrated through your spine, getting louder and louder as it drew closer. Chris Packham of the BBC had this to say, There's a sort of primal fear that's associated with sounds like that. When you think about it, the T-Rex didn't need to roar. It needed to be able to communicate over the huge areas in which it hunted. It's the same sound that horror films use to scare audiences, which begs the question, is it in our nature to be terrified of these low-frequency sounds, and are all animals scared of the same sound too? It may not be the sound fans of films like Jurassic Park were hoping, but it's definitely equally as terrifying in its own right. So there you have it, the T-Rex roar heard for the first time in 66 million years. How that do? So. As you heard, I don't know how well you could have heard it there because it is much more effective with your headphones on, but it's just a very deep, low, rumbling vibration. Yeah. Closed mouth vocalization. How do they know that they did that? Um, I don't know. You'd have to watch the. I did watch the documentary, but I can't remember off the top of my head. I just wanted yeah. to play the audio of the actual uh, thing, but I will put the full uh, video on the blog if anyone else is interested in finding but out more about that. He's only saying 
that they didn't need to open their mouth. But they, that's if true. they did open their mouths, they could have sounded like Jurassic Park. That's true. He does say after that, you know, this is all speculation. Anything is only dinosaurs is speculation. It's like some of it is just more heavily research speculation yeah. or more likely. So he's like, as of now, I think that was from last year. As of yeah. now, that is the most likely, based on all the information we have of what it sounded like. I mean, it's pretty scary. I actually, when you listen to that with the headphones on, it's really creepy. It's very... He said it's um, similar to the low rumbling noises they were using in horror films. It's it, mm. it gets like to a bass thing that is is a scary sound. And what I got from it is what he said about um, you would have felt it coming more than heard it. You would have just felt a rumbling, a vibration running through you, yeah, which it's, would be terrifying. I mean, it's it's very similar to like uh, yeah, a couple of years ago we went to the safari park. And um, yeah, this this tiger just just laid down um, opposite our car and was was pretty much making that sound. And even inside the car, it was it was really unsettling to listen to because it was clearly communicating with other tigers. Um, but yeah, it was just that real like low roaring, rumbling like, in almost, the throat sort of thing. Yeah, it was really like almost like a purr, but um, but deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. Even when, even when I heard that sound from the horror films just then, even then I was like, "Ooh, mm. it's just something in that that's because it sounded like um, thunder to me." Mm. Um, which again, typically people tend to find thunder scary. So, yeah. and that quote he he said at the end, that Chris Packham. I don't know if this is right, but I feel like I recognise that name. Like, isn't he the guy who was heavily involved in Walking with Dinosaurs, or the guy behind it, or something? Yeah, um, I'm just yeah. I was just googling him. Um, he's because he's done a lot of yeah, yeah, yeah. He's that's that where the quote was from at the end. The quote at the end where he said about it makes sense, blah blah. blah you know, yeah. Low he's rumbling. done a lot of um, he's he's uh, he does loads of like the Spring Watch and all. Oh most of yeah, the, that's I recognise the name as well. Most of the um, Bill Oddie, Bill Oddie, that's the one. Bill, yeah, Bill Oddie, yeah, that guy. Um, but just looking at dolphins as well, um, that this is where I was getting confused. It's it, dolphin with dolphins. It's their social aspect that that separates them from other sea mammals. Oh, okay. Um, but they actually closely related to whales, to killer whales. Mm-hmm. So that's where I was getting the idea that I thought they were basically sea cows. Um, but yeah, anyway, it doesn't matter. But yeah, Chris Packham is the. I think he does like Badger Watch and. Yeah, seems like so he knows about animals. Ah, I think he also isn't he also the guy that did at least the first series of that um, Planet Earth Live. Oh, I don't know. I haven't seen that. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. He didn't do the latest one. That was funny. Did you see that? No. <laughs> so they had Planet Earth Live two, um, like last week, and they were just you know every night it was just like a new um thing. But obviously it's live, so they're relying on the animals to to do what they're trying to exhibit at that moment um and all week they've been gearing up to these these baby sea turtles uh were getting ready for migration into the sea um and so they were there and they're like we're not going to interfere with them so we're not gonna actually get them on their way um but we're here and you can see they're making their way down to the sea and you know this is a lovely moment and then as they're talking about it, this cocky seagull bastard comes in, picks up a sea turtle in his mouth and flies off. 
Oh, no. <laughs> and the BBC got complaints, but they're like, that's nature. That's nature, that's, yeah. That is nature. Like, and they're like, well, we said we weren't going to interfere. Because actually the seagull just like walks along the beach for a bit with it's in its beak. And you're like, oh, that's yeah. sad. <laughs> Cocky bastard. It's fair enough, though. You can't interfere. No. no. Seagulls are scavengers. They're like modern day velociraptors, seagulls. Well, yeah, birds, aren't they? Yeah. So that's all the dinosaur content. I'm so glad I managed to get through it all. Um, I, I realised I was like racing to get through some of it in places because I knew I had a lot, but we've done it in good yeah. time. We got there. Um, did you enjoy the dino talk, guys? Loved it. Yeah, it was amazing. Really, really interesting stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. It makes me now want to sit on YouTube for the next two hours just looking at videos. Yeah, I watched so much stuff today. Um, basically, from when I woke up, until like I went for a walk about three o'clock, I was watching dinosaur videos. But I, like I said, I purposely didn't want to play too many clips because I knew that we'd be talking about dinosaurs so much. Um, yeah, but there's some really cool stuff on there, and all the clips will be on the website as usual for listeners if you want to watch any of that. Uh, but I thought it was a really kind of different and fun episode for us to to cover. Yeah, definitely. It was. I think it will go down really well as well. I, I hope it's... so. I hope so. I hope some people aren't just like, oh, I'll get back to the ghosts. It's a, just something different. Yeah, completely different. And like I said at the start, it was not. That's not even something I would even consider to do. No, I like it when um, we sort of push the boundaries of of what is considered like a normal Weird Tales episode. Um, some that I've really loved that we've done are like that, like Tiss's psychedelic experience one. I always think of as a really outside the box one. Um, and even yeah. your um, eschatology one, beef, is not one I would have thought to do, but I really loved that episode. So. Mm. Yeah, we. Yeah. I like that we sometimes go outside the box with our episodes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, dinosaurs are really weird. Yeah, there's weird. So. There's so many parts of it that's weird. I was like, do I just do theories, extinction? I was just like, I'm gonna try and do a little bit of everything. So there's not super in depth on all on anything, but that's not really what we do on this on this show. Just loads of little interesting snippets for everyone to listen to. Yeah. Um, so, uh, have you guys got anything more to add before we start doing the wrap up? No, I don't think no. so. No, that no, was good. really good fun. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Good episode, man. Uh, so, listener of the week this week, um, we talked about him briefly last week, but we're finally going to give it to Niall Maguire, um, who we had an email from a few weeks ago, which uh, we pretty much agreed was the best email we ever had. Mm, absolutely. So yeah, basically just Niall, thanks so much uh, for all the stuff. I'm not going to uh, talk too much about the contents of it, but you know, and we, and he's not the only one. In the, in the last couple of weeks, we've had some really, really amazing emails from so many people. Um, I think just because we're back on a regular rotation again, people are really reaching out to us and they're all so appreciated and, and people, especially like, especially the content of Niall's one and a few of the others we've had in the last week where... You know, people who've gone through some tough times and um, and sort of had weird tales there as a companion in, in a way. Yeah. And, and, and it just really means a lot that even in the smallest way, uh, we can sort of be a part of someone's life and, and, and uh, make them smile when they're going through some rough times. That That's possibly the most rewarding thing about uh, about doing the podcast. So, yeah, uh, massive yeah. thanks to all those people that have emailed and and Niall you really really appreciated your email and please do keep emailing because like I I don't know about you guys but it's I forget I'm recording 
Yes. I, f- I forget people are going to listen to this. Yeah. Yeah, um, totally. And people from all sorts of places. So, yeah, please just keep contacting us. Um, letting us know, um, you know, how how it's impacting you as a as a listener. Um, and especially since we've been on Spotify, I feel like we've picked up loads of new listeners. So we've got suddenly loads of new people emailing in and, and saying they listen to the old episodes and and stuff like that. And it's it's really rewarding. So yeah, we love hearing from you all always. And uh, I normally get the emails. I normally respond to you, but I always send them on to Beef and Tiss as well and to make sure they, they get to see them. So. Yeah, I love them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, um, I better, better play the jingle. So... Yeah, listen to the week, Nar Maguire. Thanks a lot, Nar. Listen to the week. Um, and so the final wrap-up stuff. If you want to get in contact, like we just said, it's unexplainableuk at mail.com. Uh, send us suggestions. We're getting some really good suggestions. I've got some that we got today that I haven't sent to you guys yet, but we've had some really weird suggestions at the moment. Really cool ones. Uh, so yeah send us suggestions say hi like I said we really appreciate all the emails um, and you can go on the website which is weirdtalesandtheunexplainable.com where you can find a companion blog for every episode of the show including this one so all the videos the pictures I showed the guys links any uh, media that we mentioned if we talked about a film that you might be unfamiliar with I always put links to it it's IMDB page so you can look it up it's all on there also on that website, you can find links to our Twitter accounts, our Facebook account. You can find ways to donate to the show to help us keep running. And also, the one thing which I keep forgetting to do, guys, um, is saying leave a rating and review on iTunes because that's really helpful and I always forget to ask for it. <laughs> yeah. So so do that as well. And I think that is everything. I don't have any listener outro music this week because I just ran out of time and forgot to get any sorted out. So, But I have got some in the wings. So none this week. Uh, just probably some uh, dinosaur-themed music to see us out. It's too easy, though, isn't it? I'm thinking, everybody do the dinosaur. Oh. But, yeah, starting from next week, next episode, I'll make sure we've got some more listener music because I've got um, people sending me music all the time and I really love putting that at the end of the episode. So if you are in a band or make your own music, Make sure to email me about that and I'll see if I can feature you as an outro one week. Um, and I think we're done, guys. We're done. Awesome. Thanks for that. That was really fun. Really good I loved fun. it. Absolutely loved it. Good stuff. Dinosaurs are something that I like, but I know, don't know a lot about, so I felt like I could vent the questions. Yeah. And most of them got answered. I did feel sometimes like you were thinking, because I was doing the episode about dinosaurs, I knew everything about them. It wasn't the case. But hopefully you learned some <laughs> some things. Absolutely. Um, yeah, no. It's it's wet my appetite for more as well. You could probably do more um you could do one just looking at species. Yeah. I mean every we say about every topic we do, there's so much. We only yeah. our episodes only run for like an hour and a half, so we there's, there's only so much you can cover in that time. But yeah. Uh so thanks a lot guys and thanks for listening everyone and uh until next time I didn't have time to think of a pun. I wish I did. There's so many dinosaur puns I could have done. Um, have a look uh No, I, I ain't got one. I mean, unless I put out some really obscure uh dinosaur names like uh Gallimimus, you later. I don't know, not not using that. Until next time, see you later. <laughs> Love you lots, bye.
Bye 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 Oh yeah, I need to actually press stop. <laughs> I was thinking about this. Can't they develop a car that runs off human shit? Because that deals with two things at once. Yeah. Uh, no. Can't they? <laughs> no. They. Beef, beef's just been like on this already. Just like the driver's they... seat's just a toilet seat, and you just take your kex down every drive. <laughs> just shot it out. <laughs> You're driving a portal, eh? I don't think that's how it works. If they could, like, multiply the poo by, like,. A certain number when you put it into this generator, <laughs> it just generates more poo. And Wait a minute, the car. So that means the only time by that, by that, then that means yeah. the only time you can go for a drive is when you need a shit. <laughs> I was just thinking, no, you, you save it, you keep it in a carrier bag. Gotta be, gotta be economical. <laughs> about it. Yeah, what if you're constipated? Like, I gotta go to work, come on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, vice they, versa. Um... You got the shits. So you're like, I might as well go on holiday. But then, then you could like, <laughs> it's like takes care of public toilets because if people need a shit in public, you just get them into your car and let them do the shit in there and oh, drive man. off with the energy. Exactly. Taxis if... drive for the, to pay for themselves. Oh my god. If, if you had, if you had <laughs> IBS, you could just drive for like four hours. That'd be yeah, perfect. exactly. I'm driving to France, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but with diarrhea, is that less concentrated? So maybe it wouldn't power the car as well. Yeah, I'm not sure. But anyway, <laughs> wow, that digressed a lot. That is utter drivel. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.